Hi there, and welcome to Shifter Shubra. I am your host, Shubra Benetti. I'm a practicing astrologer as well as a rec- Akashic Records reader, and I'm also a hypnotist in training. And welcome to the Shifter Shubra podcast. On this podcast, we have conversations that are about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. And on today's episode, I wanted to channel some information that was coming to me about belief systems. So this particular episode, oops, could you hear that? My chair I'm moving in the bathroom. Anyway, uh, back to the topic at hand. So about belief systems. And this particular topic came to me because it was such an interesting factor in a lot of the readings that I've been doing off late with different clients and I was kind of guided you could say quote-unquote guided um, to talk about this with you guys who listen and thank you so much for listening um, whenever you catch this podcast and if you like the content do share subscribe uh, or get in touch if you'd like a reading and want to provide feedback and comments etc so When it came to belief systems, one of the things that I really noticed is that a lot of people tend to have belief systems about pretty much everything. What we don't really realize is that a lot of our belief systems is also directly in correlation to our life and our experiences in life. And for a long time, I didn't understand what that meant. Um, Now, just to give you some references and examples. I had been battling anxiety, depression, uh, or depressive episodes, you could say, um, for quite some time. And, you know, the cl- your, your standard self-sabotage, etc., etc., uh, for a very long time. And it's probably started from, it seems to have, you know, started from quite a young age, um, but a lot of it has really started from the age of five onwards. And um, these are experiences that have layered on top of each other to repeat a particular belief or thought. Um, And a a belief is basically a thought that has a lot of conviction behind it that you're willing to fight for. In fact, that was a quote that I heard on another podcast with Ra Goddess um, saying that a belief is basically something that you fight for. It is a belief, is a thought that is something that is so powerful to that person that they fight for it. And so I had this belief that I did not belong, essentially. And to in order to belong, I needed to assimilate so that I blend in as much as possible. And that was a very strong belief that has basically been layered and layered over multiple occasions and a lot of different timings throughout my life. And I'm sure I'm not the only person out there that has gone through this. I know so many people who have, and there are so many people I don't know who have probably gone gone through something exactly like this. And so every single time that I was faced with a situation where I felt slightly like the, you know, a fish out of water, whether it was due to skin color, whether it was due to language, whether it was due to um, academic intelligence, whether it was due to conversation um, topics as well, 
what hit her was due to things like making jokes, feeling like the outsider every time I was met with that. And especially if it was something like feeling physically like an outsider. So the moment that I looked very different from the people around me, it was triggered. And it's like the belief is I don't belong. And so if I want to belong, I need to behave a little bit like everyone else and assimilate to the pack of some kind and it I mean I I sort of laugh a little bit about it now because you know it's taken a lot of work and I actually can see that has sort of melted away and of course there's so much there's so many parts of me um that still hold that belief very very strongly um in in its core and I'm still appealing that a way to understand authentic self and my authentic you know expression but that is just one of the belief systems and there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands and so beliefs are as I said you know things that you're willing to fight for it is a thought that you believe in so much that you are convict you have so much conviction for that you're willing to fight for it and the way I was fighting for it would be like, well, look at me, I'm not Chinese or I don't speak the language or I'm not smart enough or whatever. Like those are beliefs that I was willing to fight for and I'm still sometimes fight for um, or fight against um, as well. And all of us have, you know, I don't know what was the number, 16,000 thoughts, 16 billion thoughts a day. It feels like 16 billion thoughts for me, but it's about 16,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of these thoughts just pass and go through. But a lot of the times, some of these thoughts, if they are repeated over and over, they start to then form a belief, especially if they're similar thoughts that are sort of like roots that are connecting or the sort of the, the branches that are connecting from the same tree. And so if the roots are deep enough, meaning the, th the belief is deeply entrenched in the person, the harder it is for the person to probably uproot that tree and realize that this tree is doing nothing but actually sapping out, you know, the true, authentic, joyful expression of yourself. And so the masses wanted to guide me towards this particular conversation because they wanted to emphasize for all of us, and this was something that was coming up in reading after reading after reading, was that pay attention to your beliefs. Understand where are your beliefs coming from? Are they coming from the truth? Like, is it something that you know for truth? Or is it something that you believe is true only because you have never experienced something other than this or you have, you have experienced it over and over and over to the point that you don't believe that there could be any other possibility, but not because there is no other possibility, but because you fear that if you lose this belief, you don't know who you are. You fear if you lose this belief or, you know, let go of this belief that you no longer belong to your tribe, your family, your partner, the people around you, your community? Do you fear being excluded, ostracized? Or are you fearful of the unknown? The fact is that, you know, I ha we have beliefs that are so strong and saying that, you know, my life is only created because of these belief systems. And the way I know then my life is going to be secure is that these belief systems keep me in check. And so it's easier for me to predict 
you know, when I walk into the room saying that, oh, I'm not going to belong automatically and then I must plan my strategy plan and all of that kind of to predict my outcome so that I'm better prepared to be rejected in there rather than, you know, the possibility of thinking, well, what if I leave it up to chance and I think, okay, well, maybe I won't be rejected. And that fear of, oh, but if I give the opportunity of a benefit of the doubt and get disappointed, that's even more hurtful. And so therefore, I rather preempt myself by thinking that there is no way, absolutely impossibility that these people are going to accept me. And so I set myself already for rejection. I set myself already to be rejected. I send that sort of vibe out there to already be excluded or to be singled out or for people to not accept me and not be able to connect me because I'm sending a, a vibe out there that don't I don't think you're going to connect with me and therefore don't connect with me. Instead of thinking like there is that also that other possibility because there's always a thousand possibilities to something and this is the whole Schrodinger's cat, which I'm not even going to go into because I'm not a physics student. Um, but you can always Google it and find out what the theory is. But essentially there is the other possibility that I could go into the room and maybe one person will not reject me or one person will accept me and maybe the others would reject me or the other possibility that 50% accept me and 50% don't know what to do with me. Or there's another possibility that even exists where 100% of the people accept me for exactly who I am and and are interested and just as interested as in, in me as I am in them. But no, I decide that only one reality should exist and that is that automatically those people as, as soon as I walk in are probably going to reject me and so the fastest way I can strategize for them to accept me is to probably be something that I'm not. Now this is probably the most simplistic way of me explaining this and I'm probably for slightly lack of a better word dumbing it down um, in a way but I think somewhere I feel like you kind of un are probably understanding me that we have these belief systems like this person's not going to get it. I don't deserve this. Money is evil. Um, you know, uh, people back home won't understand me. Or for example, like I'm a, I'm, I'm a third culture kid. So I believe somewhere probably still that people from my homeland culture will never really understand me or will dis own me or reject me because I'm not 100% part of the mold, mold, sorry, not the mold, <laughs> but the mold. Um, and the list goes on. The, the belief systems are just endless. And of course, now as a mompreneur, like entering into the entrepreneurial journey, now moving into sort of like spiritual, um, holistic wellness work, even more so those beliefs are coming up like about worth, about um, the ideas that, you know, when it comes to doing work of energy, is it even monetarily worth um, something? And money itself is a huge, huge barrier for so many people. Money, finances, richness, whatever it is, is there's so many underlying generational stories and beliefs tied to this. And one of the fundamental things with all belief systems that the masters want to say is that nothing is actually negative or positive. It's usually the perception of the, it's like the eyes of the beholder. And 
beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder, but so does ugliness lies in the eyes of the beholder. So every single thing, every object around, every person is really based on a perception of a belief. If you see someone and you inherently get a vibe on somewhere, you believe something uh, negative about them. And they probably also are projecting a negative vibration out as well. But you are also perhaps amplifying it. And so if you choose to perhaps wanting to attract their positive vibration, so seeing yourself as a conductor of electricity, let's say, um, or our magnets, let's say, perhaps, and you are only going to draw in their positive energies and seeing it like that, there is always that possibility that you would. And the more that you believe in it, the more strongly convicted that you can hold that belief from an inside level, the stronger the conviction and the stronger the outcome possibility is to then draw out that positive vibration. I have seen and I would never have believed these kind of things if you had asked me two years ago. But in the last couple of months, I have seen things where, you know, in one moment you can see a person as, uh, I don't really want to give some sort of um, simile that doesn't make sense, but, you know, as dark as day, let's say, like in the sense of they are looking as, angry or as disturbed as you know as if they're fuming from the inside right so you see someone who's just in the most sournesses of moods and then you can see once you start saying okay for example I'll start saying okay I'm going to start drawing out this positive vibe from this person and I'm choosing to only attract their positivity I'm only I'm choosing to attract only their positive side of personality and interactions and so many occasions and I, I would say I'm getting I'm still a novice at this at best so I would say it's probably like 75 to 80 percent the person changes into a more positive demeanor and no longer has that heavy sourness in them they might still have a residual amount of it and maybe they're not showing it to me right there in that moment and maybe they're doing it you know personally in their own time and that's fine I just want the interaction within me to them to be at least positive. So it can happen, but you have to really believe with strong conviction. It can. And so the belief is always backed up with an emotion. The stronger the belief and the emotion, the stronger the outcome of that event happening. If I'm so strongly convicted that someone is not going to accept me and I have this strong belief of I'm going to be rejected and it's coupled with the emotion of sadness and self-sabotage and that just that negative sort of heaviness of rejection and resentment within me, very high chances that event is going to transpose as well in saying that person is actually going to reject me because they're just getting that. And I've got both the belief, the thought, the belief, and now the emotion to back it up to then create the event. Now, what if I changed it all around? What if I had the thought and the belief that I'm always going to be accepted, that this is a kind universe, that this is always going to be a positive surrounding and environment, and therefore I'm now going to couple it with emotions of feeling joy, contentment, feeling safe and secure, feeling like everything is always going to go my way. There's higher chances of the events then 
transpiring to do so after that, to be also positive, joyous, and full of contentment, and to go your way. So when people do ask about abundance and manifestation and things like that, like, I am still not the expert. And I hope one day on one of my podcasts, I'll be like, guys, I'm now the expert. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. But it's so much more, it's bigger than that. Even emotions themselves being positive and negative is a belief. Bad emotions are not necessarily bad. They just make you heavier as a vibration, right? If you feel depressed, if you feel sad, if you feel anger, your body feels naturally heavier and denser. But if you feel things like joy, if you feel things like compassion, if I say the word kindness, if I say the word lightness and happiness, immediately your body also then changes into a lighter feeling. The density starts to lift that much more or a little bit, whichever way it needs to work for you. And at the end of the day, if you go into quantum physics and all that, which I'm not going to say I'm an expert on, so I'm not going to go so much into the details of that. But if you believe in the fact of we're atoms, we're cells, we're all made of atoms and protons and neutrons and electrons, and I don't know anything else beyond that right now. But if we are all that, we are all made up of energy and we're all made up of light density at some point we're just made up of light so the more you start to vibrate on the shades of happiness joy contentment compassion care love self-love um conscious universal consciousness love love for thy neighbor then you're going to start feeling your body get lighter as well and that then you know, is like a domino effect to make happiness more and more and more. The more that you choose to, you choose to actively feel those emotions is very, very strong. Like it's a very, very important message. But the more that you actively choose to feel sad, resentment, anger, guilt, um, sabotage, self-sabotage, uh, self-disregard, self-loathing, and any of these sort of other vibrations that are denser and heavier, you then just go into a lower and lower state, which is why you feel low, why I feel low. That comes from that feeling of that heavy density that's entering into the body just by those emotions. So it's one thing to say the affirmations, I am happy all the time, or opportunities come all my, you know, always come my way. All of these are great affirmations. The second level is to feel the affirmations. Like if opportunities come your way, what does that feel like in your body? Associated with an emotion, opportunity coming your way, good opportunities coming your way, probably have emotions of joy, happiness, exhilaration, excitement. And I encourage you to take three words, if you can't think of five, think of three words associated to a positive affirmation, three emotions, three high vibrational emotions of joy, exhilaration, excitement, abundance, whatever it is. And just say one word to yourself and feel what it feels in the body and repeat, I am, and then the emotion. So I am exhilaration or I am exhilarated, whichever one you want to say, and then feel into the body. 
how your body responds because your body always responds to the words and images in your mind. And on top of that, it is always going to follow the words I am because that is the definitive key of explaining who you are. If you say I am and then your name, that solidifies your identity. I am this nationality. You have a persona and emotion and energy attached to that. So wherever you say I am, that is where your mind, your energy, your emotions, everything follows. So choose words like I am exhilarated, I am powerful, I am compassionate, I am kind, I am joyful, I am um, excited, I am abundant, and even I am a flipping manifester, if you want to. Like, I am a crazy, great, amazing, positive manifester. If you want to add the word positive in there, you can. Because again, positive and negative are part of the same whole. It's like light and dark. They still exist from the same whole. All the colors of the rainbow still exist within the within the prism. So everything is always connected. Whether it's good and bad, it's still part of a degree of something on the scale. The scale is still the main part, but you're looking at either one side of the spectrum, but it's still part of a spectrum. So there is still one whole, there's still one oneness, and these are just shades. So choose your shades, choose your vibrations carefully. And so go with that. Start with I am. Choose the emotions that you're going to feel that are connected to the affirmation. And then when it comes to trying to make something manifest, when you choose your statement like, you know, I have a $10,000 revenue easily and effortlessly every month, you have to say that, but also experience the emotions associated to it and know how those emotions are actually going to feel in your body. So choose those emotions carefully. And if it feels hard to go with something really big, start with something really small. And I know I'm quoting, probably paraphrasing and quoting word for word right now from The Secret, the documentary, but it is true. Start with something really small. Start with something like, I'm going to get a surprise call from a loved one or I'm going to get a surprise, um, you know, a surprise from my partner or a gift in the mail or... Um, I don't know, a cup of coffee or I remember this one time, it's hilarious guys. And I will end with this story. I saw it, I promise. Uh, and it's not really kosher if you're vegetarian and all that. So don't judge again, no judgment. But I remember this one day, I don't know what it was. I was super craving chicken McNuggets. Okay. Like really, really badly. I was just thinking about chicken McNuggets all day long for McDonald's. And I was thinking, nah, I don't want it. It's not good for me. La, la, la. But I was just thinking about it. I could imagine the textures. I could imagine the flavors. I could imagine eating it and feeling like the flavors go in and I could like savor the flavor and the taste so deeply and I was continuously thinking about this for a while like a couple of hours at least like it probably started from like seven or something in the evening and I kid you not my husband comes home around 9 30 that day and he's carrying with him chicken McNuggets about six pieces or nine pieces nine pieces actually even better nine pieces he carried and he was just like, I don't know, I stopped on the way to get something and I thought I'm, you know, 
I think you'd like some chicken knickknacks. So I stopped on the way to get some when I was coming back from work. And I was like, oh my God. It's like the past. And this is not the only time it's happened. It's happened at least a good three to four times. And it's not happened with just chicken nuggets, okay? It's happened with like Koi, which is this drink company here that does like chocolate Ovaltine milkshakey type stuff. And it's amazing. And it's so you know, guilty pleasure and all of that. And I have it very rarely and I'll have an occasional craving for it. And it just seems to be that day he will get that same vibe telepathically. I know I'm saying the word, but telepathically. And then he'll bring it and I'll just be like, damn, this is exactly what I was craving for today. So this is just for small things. Now imagine if you could do it for something bigger I remember a time a friend of mine told me that she used to do this with her colleagues. She used to work in retail and it was luxury retail. And she would tell, so because she was the boutique manager, she would tell her colleague, her, her subordinates and her co- employees and, and colleagues and stuff. Um, they'd be like, what target should I aim for? And she'd be like, you have to aim for 10K today. You are going to aim for 12K today. Or you're going to aim for 15K worth of sales. Now, this is pre-COVID, right? So it was obviously easier at that point to make these kind of sales in a luxury boutique. And they'd be like, I don't see how I can do that. And she was like, it's okay. You just think. In your head, you're going to make 11K. Just think like that. Today, I'm going to make 11K. I'm just going to make 11K. I'm just going to make 11K. Just keep telling yourself that. And she would tell, she would be like, Shubs, they made 10.9K that day. Or th- I would tell them 15 and they would make like 14.2 or something. And sometimes they would even cross it. And sometimes they would be a few, you know, point something away or short of it. And most of the time they would pass it, but they would be so close and they would be shocked themselves. And it works. It, it There are times you're going to doubt yourself. You're going to wonder and you have to think what vibration am I on and which belief system is blocking me? And am I willing to get out of my own way? Am I willing to kill this old belief system that's telling me I can't for the sake of something greater, even though I cannot 100% with conviction, conviction predict it just yet because I haven't got the evidence, the proof, but I have 100% belief that it can happen. And when it does happen, it's going to just reestablish that I actually have this ability within me. And the main key is, guys, is that every one of us has this ability in us. We are all born with it. So don't think only a few people have it. Everyone is born with it. And so because I believe that the human race is fundamentally a kind, gentle, loving place and is usually due to circumstances and situations and karmas and all of that piled up that then leads to other circumstances where people do and make decisions that lead to what we say is negative outcomes, that's a whole different story. But behind those are also belief systems. Behind those are also thoughts, perceptions, stories of trauma, stories of, you know, neglect, etc. That's still propelling something there. So look at your belief systems and look at the belief systems, especially if you are parents, look at the belief systems that you have, that you are possibly passing down to your child and have a think is this the belief system I want them to grow up with 
that's going to make them more kind, more compassionate, and all of those lighter vibrations that then can create a lighter, happier, joyful life for them ahead. Or do I need to change something? And this goes for all of you, for yourselves. All right. I think I've spoken long enough. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shift with Tribra. And I hope you tune in to our next episode. And please share, subscribe, comment, feedback, email me, all of those things. And I'm really, really grateful to have you listening on today. Thank you so much. Love you all.